you know, my legacy. I think I just wanted to be about my heart and mm-hmm. how I loved and worked with the people that were placed in my life. You gotta meditate, baby, don't stay up late. You gotta get your rest, you're drinking water, though. Baby, just take it slow, there ain't nowhere to go. I hope you catch a vibe, I hope you live in life. Feeling potential, I hope you stay at home. I pray you're not alone, I pray you're not alone. Not Welcome back to another podcast of Mind Body Gym. We are so excited today. We're going to be speaking with Sherry Neal. She's my neighbor, a community organizer, and someone who is genuinely uplifting our community. Also, one of the genius minds behind the Maroon Arts Group. In this episode, we talk about her journey and her historical accomplishments. like to welcome to Mind Body Gym, Sherry Neal, who's gonna, who's a beautiful gym in the community, is going to drop some gems for us today. So I want to first start off by sharing something that I probably have never shared with you before, but I just always like to, you know what I'm saying, uh, surprise people. But anyways, I've been knowing about you and I've seen you in like, you know, upper cup and this kind of thing. And to be honest, Sherry, I really thought that you was like all the things that I obviously opposite of what I feel like and know of you today. I just kind of thought like, you know, she don't want to be bothered. Like she a neighbor who don't really even speak. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's really nuts. And that was just my own like perception or guard. And let me just say like, even there were some times we, we would see each other at the mailbox and you would say something about working out. I'd be like, oh, she don't really want to work out. Wow, 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 wow. But then as time went on and I really got to know you, you know, we started hanging out obviously twice a week during the pandemic. I just really got to see a beautiful spirit, one who is not, she's not selfish and like with a big heart. And that part right there was just like, wow, she's nothing like I thought. Like my perception was, you know, I guess it would be a term of, of saying like, oh, I thought she was stuck up or she only got a few people that she communicate with and that's it, right? That is not the case. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, no. That is not the case, right? So I'm like, if I was to put it in like high school terms, feel like I'm walking down the hallway and then when I see Sherry, she would turn her head, right? But that's not oh. what you are at all. <laughs> no. So I just want to let the people know, like, don't judge a book by its cover. Just really get to know people first and then let them show you who you are. And I've seen nothing but beauty, blackness and gr- and grace in this neighborhood oh. and everything that you're doing. 
So I just wanted to get that off my chest. You know what I mean? Like I had already (laughs) picked up. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The only thing I want to say is, you know, I, about that, is this, while that's absolutely not who I am, it is definitely, um, I received that in a way because I'm, it's totally understandable because I'm, I am a real introvert. Like, I'll speak to people, talk to people, whatever, whatever. But we have to be, like, really in community to, mm-hmm. to do, to get certain things, I guess, from me. And mm-hmm. I don't want it. I don't even want it to sound like it's just, it's just the way I guess I'm, I'm not necessarily shy, but I am definitely, I do have a social awkwardness, I think about me. Yeah. Um, me and maybe too. that's what it was. And I hope I don't ever want anybody to feel like that. Like I love people, but also love being alone. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. you know what it I mean? I love, I love both. But, you know, I think also, you know, in the times that we're living in now, like I can't not, you know what I mean? Check on my neighbor. I can't mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. we have to do it even more now, even more so yeah. now than ever. So thank you for saying that only because it's nothing, I never, you know, it's, just, it's not you. It was like, I know, was I, know I know, but, but energy is still energy. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and maybe, you know, there was a day you saw me and I was just, I don't know. Like anything could have been going on, but and I I know what you're saying. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. Like the vibe yeah. really is. To be honest, it probably was just a self reflection. I would say of myself because I'm the same way. I'm very introverted. I'm very relationship oriented. Like if I don't know you yet, then I'm going to be awkward. It's going to yeah. feel like even yesterday when I came by, I still felt awkward. <laughs> I thought, you know, I'm like bringing you something, but then as I approach you, I'm uh, and the and the people your fam that you're hanging with, I'm just like feeling awkward still, right? So I just I, I get that and I think all of, a lot of that was just a reflection of who my vibe as well. And mm-hmm. I'm just so happy that the guards have come down and I you know what I'm saying it's really check on our neighbor type of stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like you said, if anything that the pandemic has taught us is just like, yo, look out for your neighbor. Let's know what's going on with each other. As you know, we recently took a trip to Belize and as we were studying the Garfuno people, it's just one of the things that really resonated with me is there's, it's not really a religion. It's a spirituality and it's a vibe that if my, if you're not okay, then I'm not okay. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And that right there, that right there is like who you ultimately, that's who you are. And I love that. And that's like who I'm growing to be. Like I grew up in religion, but my spirituality is like nobody is good in the ecosystem if everybody's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's facts. Like yeah, it's facts. And especially the people that are closest to you, not only in relationship, but in proximity, like, yeah. you know what I mean? My neighbor down the street got to be good. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. You got to organize. You gotta exercise, be an example now that you've got the time. Don't let it pass you by. This is a moment. I hope you love yourself. I hope you see yourself. Baby, you're perfect. I hope you stay at home. I pray you're not alone. I pray you're not alone. Natural. I want you to tell us a little, tell the people a little bit more about just, just who you are, where you, you know, your background, where'd you come from? How did you land in Columbus too? Oh, okay. So 
who am I? My name is Sherry. <laughs> I am from Baltimore, Maryland, originally, and I will always, that's always, always home, right? Columbus mm-hmm. has become a place where I, you know, where I call home as well. And I came to Ohio by way of college. So um, I went to Wilberforce University. Uh, my, I think my sophomore year at Wilberforce, I was, I got an internship with the federal government at DFAS, Defense Finance and Accounting Service. I did two summers with them and got a job offer and I was here in Columbus. So I've been an accountant with the government for about 15, well, going on 16 years now. Nice. Uh, that's how I got to Columbus. I how was, did you start like, navigating into this community, though, like being yeah, a transplant? So, so I have always been engulfed in the arts, engulfed in community work um, based on my mom and dad. Okay. Um, my mom is a musician, and so I don't know my life like without art in it. Uh, my brother's an artist as well. And so I like to call myself like a singer. I, I was a singer, of course. All of if you were a child of any musician mm-hmm. that right. did anything in a church, you right. were a singer <laughs> okay. at some point, right? Right. So I was a singer, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, up until it wasn't cute anymore. And they like, it's not, you know, okay. <laughs> so my mom, you know, and I still tell my mom, if she would have practiced with me, then I would be good. But that's yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, so I've always been like, you know, whether it was church or whether it was whatever my mother was doing, because she was a high school music teacher. I mean, we did, I mean, art, it was all, all everywhere, right? Love it. Um, and so naturally when I came to Columbus, uh, which was only supposed to be for three years. And so <laughs> I said, I'm going to take this job. It's federal. I'm going to, you know, do this and I'll be in the system. Then I come back, DC, something, something. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I had a couple of job officers, offers in Baltimore, but I did not take them. Um, okay. One, because the, the one that I really wanted was tied to an election. Like it was oh. the comptroller and that's an elected office. Okay. And everybody was like, yeah, don't take that because you might, you know, like once they turn people to turn over and all that stuff. Right. So I took the job and really, you know, I, I was starting to, you know, I had to find community. Right. Um, and I did that initially through uh, I started bowling and then I started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was a part of a bowling league for some years with a okay. lot of my older coworkers. Okay. And then um, and then I started uh, Chicago Stepping, which. A lot of people don't know. Um, Most of the people that know me, you know, there's a lot of people that know me now, but most of the people that, uh, like, you know, that you see me around all the time in the community now, they have probably have never seen me do that. I'll send you a link. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I started doing that, and that um, led me to meet a lot of people. And I was traveling all the time, never competed, but went to competitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then through that, by just hanging out in Columbus, you know, I went to poetry nights and things like that. And then, mm-hmm. what honestly, what really opened me up to what I'm doing now was me probably meeting Carnell. And so oh. it, 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 he wasn't the, you know, but. It was like the create the people that were around him, like you mm-hmm. know what I mean, and the things yeah. that were happening. And I, I doubt that I would have branched out the way that I did, um, not because you know, just because of the. I think 
me having access to a different community mm-hmm. um, of artists and also uh, just being able to build community with them. And then, yeah. you know, then just this, this, just the time, because that right. was about 2013, well, 2012, okay. something like okay. that. Okay. And, you, you know, it was when, you know, the, all the things were happening, right? Absolutely. And so, um, and all the things are still happening, but they were really happening then. And we, and I just felt, really like I wasn't doing anything. You know what okay. I mean? I'm like, well, I'm out here dancing. I'm step- I need to be doing stuff for my community. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I'm just okay. traveling, okay. you know what I mean? Uh which was good for me mentally because it was a lot of fun. Um mm-hmm. I had an outlet and all of that, but um definitely thought about some of the things that I was exposed to while I was in college and what I was doing with that um information and how um, it had affected me to kind of just, you know, do more. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. And I, and through, you know, through being in relationship and being, uh, meeting so many people, you know, kind of just being in relationship with Carnell, it, mm-hmm. you know, those people became family. We, you know, came together. Black I hope you eating right, cooking good every night. Feeding your temple, I hope you're making love to somebody that you love. Nobody sample, I hope you see the light. Baby, you are the light. End of the tunnel, I hope you stay at home. I pray you're not alone. I pray you're not alone. Night Sis, one of the things I want to know, like you said, you just got connected with more artists and people who were, I mean, like art is being used as protest now, forms of protest and those kind of things. Like, how is it being in a pro-Black movement as a Black woman? As a Black woman, is it challenging? Do you find that there's dissension in the space? Like, just really talk about how do you have the emotional fortitude to just keep doing what you do every day? So the community of people that I'm, that I am closest to, that's not, you know what I mean? Necessarily, it's not a a thing, right? Okay, right. Um, And we do, we do understand, I think that if you do, if you do any amount of of research, Mm -hmm. um, who's always behind the movement is a, is a woman, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? A woman of color. And so um, just understanding that, people just take up their space and take their place. Right. Um, I I don't necessarily, of course, I didn't get into anything to be a leader of anything. Right. Just want to do my part. Okay. Um, But you know, this is, this is the space that I, that I was, that I wound up in and that I became um, useful. Right. And, and I'm just not shying away from that position. So yeah, we don't have, I mean, it's, we all have, I, I, I venture to say that, you know, if, if not for the women, a lot of it wouldn't get done. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, it, and it's not just because it's, it was because of a number of things, but, um, but a lot of it is our ability to push. I think, you know, sometimes men are a lot more emotional than we are. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, you, you're doing it very well. It's like, you know, which we're going to get to Maroon Arts, like in seeing you, you're all, I always see you as a leader with the sleeves rolled up. Like you're not necessarily making calls just from a p- position of appointedness. You're always in the mix. I see you got your walkie talkie, you're driving the golf <laughs> course, you, you're doing all those things, right? 
And so um, typically that is the role that most Black women take in a movement is that we're always making sure that all the operating pieces are are moving in a flow. And I'm not saying that um, Black men don't do that. I'm just saying that it's oftentimes it's very challenging and exhausting because not only as a woman are you advocating and doing the things in the community, but you're also taking care of home. And oftentimes that can be with kids or without kids, whether that's ideas and projects that you're working on. So it also oftentimes is like a challenging thing to balance and, Mm -hmm. you know, outside looking in, and I'm going to say outside looking in, I just see, it seems like you do that so well. So like, what are the things, (laughs) what are the things as a black woman that you do to take care of yourself, self-care? Thank you for asking that. It's always a loaded question. Okay. Um, sitting, I mean, I have, I mean, I can sit right now. I got my little affirmation card. Right. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Love, I got, I got all kinds of things right that I, okay. that I put around me, okay, so that I can breathe those things in, right? And I, and I, and sometimes I don't do the best job of exhaling with them, right? Okay. I breathe them in all the time, and I hold on to them. The one thing I do well is sleep. Of course, morning routines. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting up, get giving gratitude, um, doing a little bit of movement, yoga. I, I try to do that in the morning. Um, I can, you know, I do have a meditation practice awesome. that um, that I think try keeps me uh, more grounded than I than I give it credit for. I understand as well mm-hmm. um, that I think the things in, in certain instances. The things that I don't get to today will be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's some things that really have to get done. They have deadlines and all of that. Yeah. But um, I I can stop. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like you turn it off, yeah. right? And so I had I have to. I'm getting better at that. I'm not yeah. the 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 best at it. Okay. Um, but definitely making sure I have things around me that are speaking to me, mm-hmm. um, that are affirming me. And and making sure that I can do that for myself, that nobody has to do that. You know what I mean? That when yeah, it comes you're not looking for people, externally, you, you're getting yeah. It. When it comes from other people, it's right. beautiful. But I need to be able to do it for myself and to oh, to that. build, you know, myself up. Yeah. And I that's not, and that's I'm saying that today, as you know, probably two or three years ago, that wasn't how I was moving. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Um, and so it's, it's always a, it's a work in progress. Okay. Um, some days I, um, you know, I might go 14 days and I'm doing good in my meditation yeah. and I skip three, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, oh, you got to get back on your, so, so that kind of thing. So it's, you know, and absolutely working mm-hmm. out has become <laughs> like, you know, like the devil on my shoulder, like, or something like that. Like, uh, you know, you know, you belong in the gym. You, yeah. You yeah. Ain't. Like, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. But that is actually, um, it it really does help yeah. uh, with how I feel, how I'm able to release. And so, yeah, there I, I've, I've attempted to put in to practice um, a lot of things, a mix of things that that can help me um, and with my self-care. I mean, facials. Yes. Come on now. Because, <laughs> Go on. Uh, yeah, because replenish yeah. is the truth. Let me yeah. just. 
Yeah. I mean, they just, you know, so, you know, whenever I can, whenever I can get in and get a facial and a massage, pedicure, stuff like that, manicures, all those things, like, even though people look at them um, as some people, not everybody, but those are forms of self-care if if you enjoy it. If it's giving you time to breathe in and out. So that's what I, I mean, I do those things. Some days it might be, let me just get my car washed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just, I think it just depends on the day and that's that. So. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Like affirm, yeah. you're saying yeah. meditation, outlets, being pampered, like all those things are yeah. very important. And I understand that some people may look at that as privilege. Now in these times, those things yeah. are essential. For sure. <laughs> those things are For essential, sure. right? And yeah. so you yeah. might have to, you know, if you have to cut back on something else to make sure you get this. You still got to invest and deposit in yourself, right? And, you know, one thing I love that you mentioned is like you got this. You don't have to worry about any dissension in the group that you're moving in. Like the the way y'all moving is totally supported. And that's a beautiful thing. Next chapter. Next chapter. gotta organize you gotta exercise be an example now that you got the time don't let it pass you by this is a moment i hope you love yourself i hope you see yourself baby you're perfect i hope you stay at home i pray you're not alone i pray you're not alone not What has been your experiences in working as a Black woman and advocating for Black people, you know, obviously outside the support group? I mean, because y'all got some good, big things happening. What has been your experience in in moving through this? I mean, you don't have to necessarily say like any. Well, I mean, you know, just keep it real. Like, how hard is this? Ain't nothing really easy, right? Right. Um, Worth having. Right. Um, So everything comes with this set of challenges. Okay. Um, I think what matters is when you find out and how you work to, to mitigate you know, like, or to be ready for the challenges that come or to expect them or to, in some instances, welcome them. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Because yes. some challenges are welcomed, like, so, because they're learning opportunities for for us to grow. Like, you know what I mean? And I honestly, like, when I talk about Maroon Arts Group, which I don't know, if, you know, if you've gone there yet, but I, I assume yeah, that's what you're go. talking Let's about. go. Yeah, let's um, go. I never planned to do, and I, I mean, this is, I'm glad that this is, you know, see my face. Cause yeah. what I planned to, I mean, I, when we started with Rudar's group, we was, I, Sherry, okay. was just okay. doing a play. Okay. It has evolved because of the way I think that, you know, the way it was done, the, the message that was given, it was, it was definitely built from, you know, with community, not even in mind with community actually acting together. So, you know, like some people doing things with community in mind, some people doing things, whatever. It, yeah. So really it was, we were the community, like just doing it, you know what I mean? And so that made a, a big difference. And um, 
pause and for a second. Told, when was Maroon Arts established? Like, I mean, like you said, so, like community coming together. Yeah, so the first major thing that we, the first thing that we, so, okay, let me just, so we, what happened was, like I said, um, when all the things were happening, you know, like the Mike Browns and all that, that back in that time, I just was unsettled, right? Um, But I knew and I felt like, you know, that there was this piece of art that I felt like I had seen that would reach people right that that could and could put it in, 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 in things in a way uh where it would bring maybe some understanding or maybe we could start uh some conversations or we could you know just yeah. just the starting point right um uh, art as a vehicle right i just decided that okay well i had this play that i had seen okay and it was called um a real nigga shows it was from baltimore maryland so and i am when I, I saw it when I was in college, so I left school to go back home to see it okay. uh, because somebody, one of my uh, friends, my good friends that was at Wilberforce with me was one of the writers. So I went home because he was like, oh, sure, you should come home. You should see this, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. So anyway, that play affected me in a way really that has spawned all of this. That's what I want to say. Like, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. And so it was that piece of art all that right. challenged inspired me. you. Okay. Yeah. Like that. And, and also challenged me to be like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? What, it, what are you doing? And I, and I guess uh, when I was asking that question, maybe it was on more ma- a macro level than I ever imagined. I just thought, you know, do something. People in Columbus need to see this play. Oh, got it. <laughs> okay. Right. And that's that's how it started. And wow. and um basically when I tried to bring when I tried to give the play to certain uh local places that I think should um be, you know, open and willing, they yeah. weren't. Oh gotcha. And so the no said, Okay, well, we can do this. Okay. Hey, friends, like you know what I mean? Let's, you know, and so we came together. I mean, it wasn't chicken dinners, but it was poetry nights. You know what yeah. I mean? And reggae parties and whatever. Yeah. We fundraised and um, sold the show out where it had like over 100 people on the waiting list to see it. Brought them up from Baltimore. And then everybody was just like, yeah, this isn't the last thing that y'all are doing, is it? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's all we, we don't have a plan. Like, this is it. This was it. Like, you know what I mean? Let it. Did it inspire you? Go. Like, you know. <laughs> And so, uh, and I realized quickly um, that through the process of us actually fundraising for this goal, like, you know what I mean? Doing, starting a poetry night, that kind of thing. We were providing a level of space for artists that was a little bit different from some of the things that, you know, that, that we had, because, you know, being, not being bound by. Um, I guess what somebody thinks you should be able to say or what the what the play is supposed to be called, whatever. You know what I mean? Like that was how it it kind of started, and we just kept. I guess after the play, we was just like, okay, so I guess we gotta turn this into a thing. You gotta meditate, baby. Don't stay up late. You gotta get your rest. You drinking water, though, baby. Just take it slow. There ain't nowhere to go. I hope you catch a vibe. I hope you live in life. Feeling potential, I hope you stay at home. I pray you're not alone. I pray you're not alone. Not you.
Like what you're hearing? Nag Champra by Renee Dion. You can find her music at ReneeDion.com. All right, so Maroon Arts was basically launched off a play that you saw back home. It hit home with everyone here in this community, and they just didn't let you go with just that one project. So I need you to tell us, tell the people that don't know, like, so far, all that in a, you know, synopsis, but lead it up to that grand thing, that grand thing that you guys have just done. That's just like so amazing. It's just going to really, really make massive impact in the community. Wow. So since the play, we've done our open mics, which are every month. Uh, we haven't done them at all since the pandemic hit, but we do kind of open mics where we actually feature artists. Um, of you know you got to stop. You know you got to tell them, uh, where is that at? What did you do? Where, did, where y'all at? Which y'all oh. have the art. So, so, so the open mics, they, they were really started at the Batiste, the flower shop. Um, that's where we had them. Um, and then we started kind of moving them around to kind of black owned businesses in the, in the area. Um, uh, so we've been several places, replenish, uppercut, like, all, I mean, JPS, print, uh, go Ray insurance, like lots of different places, just trying to uplift and, yeah. uh, you know, show, you know, black businesses. Right. But then we had this, we had this, um, opportunity. I think it really started from like a, a, a community impact grant is what it was. Um, and I was writing and I said, oh, um, well, we were talking. I said, well, you know, we don't really want to get an office space. I don't think, you know, but what could we do that would be that would give us more of a plant us somewhere, which everything really was in King Lincoln, Bronzeville we, that we were doing. But it wouldn't hold us to like a 365 operation. Right, right, right. Um, and Marshall Shorts, who for the record, mm-hmm. I'll say it again, Marshall Shorts, because he'll okay. say it was me. Okay. Uh, but it was Marshall that said, oh, it was very casual. Oh, we can get these shipping containers popping. And I was like, oh, tell me more, Marshall. <laughs> like, and I did go off once he said it. Once he said it, I was like, Oh, keep talking because that sounds, you know, that sounds dope. So what we wound up doing was um, developing a a vacant lot into a place for art. So we have um, the Impact Box Park, which is the movement pursuing arts, commerce and community. And the Box Park has three shipping containers on it. One is an art gallery where we do. Well, so the whole thing is seasonal from May to October. And the art gallery, we um, rotate 30-day residencies and giving local artists the um, opportunity to curate their own show, whether it's their art or um, they're curating other people's art, um, but just get, giving them or, or wanting to help, um, I guess, hone uh, certain experiences uh, for for younger, maybe, um, and I don't want to say up and come because we've had definitely some some artists that have been like, wow. So that's the art gallery. Um, and then we have the performance space, which is a, another container that has a stage built on it um, in front of it. And we do uh, performances, whatever. But, but and then Willoughby Sovich has the third container, which his you know some some things out of there but really that space while we have a level of programming that we do there 
We do yoga and fitness every Saturday. We do a thing called Paint the Power. We have produced, um, not at the box park, but we've done writers' residencies that have um, that produced our own choreo poem, which I would say was poetry, music, and movement called "Inside the Riot." And uh, but the but the point of the box park is to have <laughs> the absolute most grassroots level that we can have it, which is mm-hmm. out in the open without any walls. You know what I mean? Without mm-hmm. and just people being able to um, experience us right um and 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 so that is what the box park is but it's also available for artists who want to maybe produce a show or do something community-wide uh community that that is community-based at the box park so it is also it's for rent more than it is then we use it um and so we really only program one weekend out of the month and then the rest of the time we allow or encourage really uh, for a community to use it. So it's an amazing uh, space and it's beautiful that it has no walls because you just connected to nature and that of the neighborhood. And, you know, um, with it being with no walls then the neighborhood is actually able to see what is going on and be able to participate without it feeling like that. It, there is another wall to keep you out, you know, for sure. For sure. That's amazing. Yeah. And the green space, I mean, we have green space, we have, about seven garden boxes and a growers market, all kind of things that are happening there that, you know, I think just, you know, community has just embraced it and we're really excited uh, for the box parts. So, yeah. yeah. And, and with, I mean, construction, the orange cones can be a headache at times, but the way that it's set up right now with the construction is definitely getting a lot more traffic that typically would go down long street oh, yeah. because I've had people, that I know or clients who say, you know, I was driving down, I came up past 17 in Mount Vernon and I saw that amazing space. I'm like, that's the Maroon Arts Box Park that I'm always telling you about. But they would typically probably not have passed it. You know, again, mm. orange cones, hate them, but also just the amount of traffic that people are able to, and the visibility that the Maroon Arts Box Park is getting right now is amazing. For sure. Yeah, we're so excited. We're, I mean, I, that space could, it's about, the way people have embraced it. Yeah. More than what we could have ever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we intention was there, right? But then people just have embraced it in a way that I feel like, you know, when I when I walk out there and I'm like, man, it just feels good. Out yeah, there. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like I'm in uh, it, it feels really good. It feels because, really good. It's a really great space and you guys have done nothing but wonders on it. And I know that, you know, people have definitely been impacted in a positive way from being on the space, at the space, seeing the people and the connection. The connection has been amazing. You got to organize, you got to exercise, be an example now that you got the time. Don't let it pass you by. This is a moment. I hope you love yourself. I hope you see yourself. Baby, you're perfect. I hope you stay at home. I pray you're not alone. I pray you're not alone. Natural. What does the future of Maroon Arts look like? Uh, so just recently, we entered into a purchase agreement to purchase the 
York Mason Building, which houses the Pythian Theater, and the three floors above it, um, which is practically right next to the box park. There's just like one block down. And so, of course, that, of course, wasn't something that we set out. It wasn't, okay, it wasn't in our strategic plan. Okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. at all. Okay. But um, I think when you, if, you know, I mean, you live in, we, we all live in this neighborhood and we understand what is happening in this neighborhood and what has happened and how much of the history for this to have been a really important uh, Bronzeville. Well, Bronzeville, if you know Bronzeville, anything about yeah. Bronzeville yeah. Um, as a national uh, thing and the Bronzevilles that are around the, that around the country, Columbus had um, a Bronzeville and it is the area in which we live. And so there was a lot of Black-owned businesses, Black-owned buildings, Black, you know what I mean? And so there's, yeah. there, but a lot of that is now, you know, turning, uh, is now so, turning yes. to other things, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and so one of the only things that was really left that is actually owned, still owned by Black people was the York Mason building. And as a resident first, right? Uh, you know, a resident, a Black person, whatever, there's a lot of things that were first before you even talk about Maroon Arts Group, it was just like, what can we do, like, as neighbors? Like, you know what I mean? What what can we do as, and I'm talking about neighbors, like. Right, to preserve the neighborhood, right. Right. Chatting it up, like, what, what, hey, what, what, what's, what's, y'all know this was for sales or anything? Who got a mill? Who got a couple million? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, like, you know. Who you know? Right. Right, okay. Right. Um, and so um, the, it was concerned neighbors, right? Yeah. And it just, you know, it worked out that Maroon Arts Group was positioned to that is amazing. take it on. Awesome. Um, and oh, so I'm yeah. super excited about it uh, because Maroon Arts Group aside, it means that there's a preservation of legacy for um, you know, this black owned, which is going into a black led nonprofit for the purposes of art and community arts building, building, you know, to right. build culture, because that's yeah. what's going to happen. And I think people feel the majority of people feel really good about where it landed because there were so many other places that it could have gone to that probably would have not served right. us. But also not serve, right. yeah. But also not serve the arts. You know what I mean? Um, and turn it into something for a totally different use. So it was just you know that when you're in position, I guess it's just about. Um, so right now we are we are preparing th- for that, knowing that there's going to be a lot of community assistance that we're going to need. Um, but I think that folks are really eager to help us, yeah. and we are going to be really eager. To embrace yeah, yeah, that's awesome. um, yeah, and I'm. A, it's gonna be beautiful, and it's and it is really about also, you know, the story of how this happened, and then also sh- showing the the young people that are coming behind us that you know these things can be done. Like you can do these things. Like there's no, it's just work. Like just you know work. what I mean. Like it's just work. You can't just wake up and do it. You know what I mean? But you do have to do, you do have to put some work in um, to maintain it, to sustain it, to have people embrace it, 
um, and your intentions got to be right. And so, so to, for that, I think that's, for me, that's the thing that I'm most, um, that I want to hone in on the most is just making sure that our young people understand how it was done and that they, that we actually showed them Mm -hmm. how to continue, how to pass it to them. You know what I mean? Because I think that also, uh, which is not a secret, you know, Mm -hmm. like people, you know, baby boomers and whatever were, were, and rightfully so to Mm -hmm. some degree, we're kind of focused on so much, like staying alive. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I right, mean? Right, and, right. and, you know, getting certain bills passed. And right, this, right. That, that there was no preparation, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, to kind of pass things down to us. Yeah. And so we kind of had to be like, oh, well, we're ready. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a lot there that I think um, we have the opportunity to make good on and to show. Black child. Hope you eating right, cooking good every night, feeding your temple. I hope you making love to somebody that you love. Nobody sample. I hope you see the light, baby. You are the light. Another tunnel. I hope you stay at home. I pray you're not alone. I pray you're not alone. I think that one of the things that you guys are doing really well, which is an affirmation or a statement that you have all over the place, and that's deliver black dreams. Like oh. that is just like straight up what you're doing. It's just showing the next generation, the posterity of of how if you work hard and you come together as a community, here's the things that you can do. Most importantly, preserve your community. And that right there is just what's amazing because like you said, baby boomers or not, I think that one thing that everybody was trying to do at that point was survive and, you know, have their children get educations at that point in time, which was the important thing to do. But then at the same time, you're not necessarily taught on how to handle the business and pass that down. It was just about you know, kind of like the right now. So I think that one thing that you guys have done beautifully is show the youth that if you come together as a community, right, you can deliver black dreams. Like, and you got to work hard for it. And like you just said, it's it's not easy and nothing is that's valuable. It comes easy and in, in, in stays for any point in time. And I guess um, I, this kind of just leads into the next thing because you guys are, as a unit, you're already leaving a legacy, but what do you, Sherry, Neil, hope that your legacy will be? <laughs> That's a really good good question. Um, I think, uh, you know, my legacy, I think I just wanted to be about my heart and, mm-hmm. you know, how, how I loved and worked with the people that were placed in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we were able to, you know, it's not about, you know, any one thing, just, you know what I mean? Just knowing who I, who I am and what I definitely um, wanted to bring to the world or give to the world, which is just a spirit of love, a spirit of uplifting, you know, Mm -hmm. us uh, and, uh, and understanding who we are and being confident in that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, cause a lot of times, you know, it's not about for me, 
it's very rarely about the reaction and more about just doing what we are doing. I'm not out here to try to react to what everybody else is doing. And there's there's times for that, right? You know, what my heart leads me to do and how I live is not in reaction to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I love, I, I'm not just loving Black people because they killing Black people. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like right. this. Oh, that's who your heart is. That's your heart. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. And I love all people, you know what I mean? Right. But I'm Black. And, you know, I, that I hopefully I did what I was called to do while I was here that I figured it out, um, at least at some level, yeah. what, I, what I was. You yeah. are figuring it out. <laughs> You're definitely leaving that legacy, which is a beautiful thing. And again, um, I'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day because you're juggling a lot of things to be on this podcast. Just the gems that you dropped about hard work in the community and self-care. You know, it's what we all need to hear, but also knowing that you're saying, look, I fall off, but it's a practice and then I get back at it. So I appreciate you oh, for sure. taking the time being on here. Um, Maroon Arts, uh, doing big things and uh, shout out to the connection with Carnell Willoughby and the Willoughby's. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Marshall Shorts, making sure them box containers, them great ideas, you know, creativity, yeah. that creativity, right? He's um, a genius. That's yeah, why I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, Marshall's a, Marshall's a genius. Cardell's a genius. Like, I, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, around so many people who are, who just, I mean, you have, y'all are geniuses, right? <laughs> yeah, you. I'm just, I'm just grateful to know y'all. Like, you talk about what I'm doing, I'm talking about what y'all doing. So, so you know, you're doing it, getting love, getting love. I see you rocking yeah, right. I but it's the it. thing. I mean, I think we all have a level of that. It's about what we tap into. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? If you're going to tap in, then you really got, you're going to tap into what, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. And once you do that, then we yeah, see and we like, we oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Expansion. Yeah. Growth yeah. and expansion. All right, sure. but thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank Absolutely. you so much. I don't necessarily do this a lot, so <laughs> this was easy, and I appreciate it. Um, I but that just speaks to really your character and who you are, and um, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you having this platform and and you know putting stories out because that's meaningful work and that's work that we need. It is we we often don't take time, and that's why I talked about earlier. We we often don't take time to to record what we're doing. Like, you know what I mean? And to actually archive what we're doing. Um, So I'm glad that you're doing this for whoever you're doing it for. Um, You you know, whoever you're talking to is what I mean. Um, And just giving people a chance to to have, to hold space for their story. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your love. I really appreciate that. (laughs) We'd like to thank you so much, Sherry Neal, to our sister for sharing her wisdom. Learn more about her work and how you can support it on their website, the Maroon Arts Group. So excited for what's to come and what the future holds for our community. Two-thirds of the prison population 
in the state of Ohio and in 35 states in the United States end up back in the prison population within three years, a phenomenon known as recidivism. Fit to Navigate combats recidivism through wellness programming that has resulted in 0% recidivism. Learn more at fittonavigate.com.